You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Huge news in Nebraska ball this week. The Huskers finally got their guy in Fred Hoiberg. Lincoln is getting a little bit more exciting these days, you could say. Tyler, what are your thoughts on the new coach? He he was the guy. I mean, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Um, he was the one that we all thought we were going to get, and we got him. The guy's got a great resume, and I'm excited that he's in Lincoln. Derek? Absolutely. It's a great hire. We said we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and Tyler, you, I mean, you, you said it. He's got a great resume. I think everybody needs to pump the brakes on him a little bit, like, uh, you know, we we were just talking about this a little bit, a little bit ago. Damon Benny wants to build a statue of this guy already. He hasn't even coached a game yet. So let's pump the brakes on him a little bit. He's still got to win. Well, I mean, yeah, but he's going to win, right? You pay him all that money. You know, <laughs> we signed him seven-year contract, $25 million. That's big boy money right there. I mean, this is competing with the best of the best right now. 11 in the country. I mean, aren't you putting – all that money saying, hey, this dude is going to win us some games. Since when does throwing money at a problem always fix it? Like, just because you paid a guy $3.5 million doesn't mean he's going to win. Hell, you we, don't paid, have any, we paid both of them for $3 million. Wives. He couldn't win enough. <laughs> if you had ex-wives, <laughs> money solves everything, right? Yeah, because you have a bunch of ex-wives too, right? No, fuck no. I can't afford any of that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but so Tyler, I mean, don't you agree there with with as much money as that uh, we threw at him? I mean, it, I mean, you're not going to throw that much money at a guy if you don't think that he can uh, get it done, right? Yeah, I, I agree in the sense that there are expectations from him. He's a great hire, and I think the it was nice to see the university pony up and spend. But I'm with Derek. Like, I think you got to remember this is Nebraska ball, like. This is not a traditional powerhouse. This is not a great recruiting ground. There's nothing really in our favor. I, I think he can win some games. Um, but I, I, I'm not ready to say that I expect Nebraska to see a Final Four in my lifetime. Like, I'm not there yet. What do you mean that we don't have anything in our favor? I mean, all the fans, they turn out game after game. All the home games are all sold out. The facilities are fantastic. This guy, he brings enough credibility uh, between what he did as uh, at Iowa State as a player, as a coach, what he did in the NBA. I mean, he's he's well connected. He's going to get the guys in there. I mean, I I don't know. I, I I'm not pumping the brakes on this guy. I, I'm I'm all in on this, Derek. I I, I just want to see it. I'm, I'm in wait and see mode. I am in Justin mode with Scott Frost. I am in wait and see mode. We'll see what happens. I you know. I think he's a great hire. I really do. I just I don't know if he's that far above and beyond everybody that's going to – I mean, he's still got to get athletes here. Right now, we can move on to the roster if you want because right now Isaiah Roby is talking about going to the NBA. Thomas Allen has already said he's transferring. We've got nobody coming back. So whoever he gets in better be ready to play. Tyler? Well, and, and uh, let's just – again, I, I good hire – probably the best thing Nebraska could have done there. Probably the best coaching out there. I mean, I can't say enough. But let's just, again, 
he he had a very short, very successful run at Iowa State, but it was short, and really flamed out in the NBA. Again, how good is he going to be? What is his recruiting going to look like? I mean, he's bringing in the right assistants, he's doing the right things, but you know, let's let's just let's wait and see if we can win a tournament game before we start waiting to see a national championship banner fly in Lincoln. I want to touch on that assistant pool uh, assistance real quick. Uh, the amount of money that's allotted for his assistant pool is one million dollars, and it was around seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for Tim Miles. So there is some big money there to bring in the the guys that he wants, and so that that's huge. I mean, that's that's like top three in the Big Ten with his assistant pool, Tyler. Well, and, and a lot of people will hear that million dollars, and they may not fully understand. Like, college basketball assistants are not the same as college football. You can be a top 10 assistant in the country if you're making over 400 k That's like Nebraska's lowest assistant football club co- uh, coach. I mean, it, it's a different game with college basketball assistants. Um, so, yeah, the fact that we're, you know, pony up a big budget for this, I mean, you hope it helps pay dividends. Well, and how many assistants do you have in college basketball? It ain't nowhere near the 10 that you get in college football. No, no, it's three. So, I mean, yeah, it's big, it could be big money for them all. Well, and we've got two so far, right? Uh, just one that signed his contract, right? The other one's still kind of up in the air. He, well, I thought it was because they're waiting for the Bulls. He's a D-leaguer for the Bulls right now. I thought they were waiting for that season to end. But, yeah, maybe it's still up in the air. Well, I know as, as of his uh, press conference Tuesday, yesterday, he had, he said he only had one of them signed. So that's the only one he could talk about. So Okay. The, the so, third one will be D-Wade. So, Derek, we kind of <laughs> – Dwayne Wade. T- Tyler, are you serious? You want to see Dwayne Wade come here as an assistant? 100%. 100%. I think he'd be a great recruiter. I mean, he knows basketball. I mean, he – I, I would love to see you get a celeb on the sidelines. I think that would definitely help in the high schools. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. For some sick reason, I think it would be. That, that, would, I mean, that, that would be his only upside to start. I mean, maybe he would be a good coach, but you have no clue of that. The only upside he would really have is he could get you some recruits because he's Dwayne Wade. Well, yeah. Uh, Derek, you're talking about year one expectations a little bit ago. So let, let's talk about year one. Uh, with the roster turnover, what do you expect out of this team in year one of the Fred Hoiberg era? I expect about a four-win season. (laughs) Conference wins or overall? (laughs) Probably overall. (laughs) Look, I'm telling you, the roster's too depleted. I don't think even if Miles was here, I don't see there would have been a big way that we were going to win this year. And now 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 you're going to probably lose a few more Guys, especially if Roby doesn't come back. Guys, if Roby doesn't come back, we've got nobody on this roster. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, Tyler? Yeah, I'm a little bit higher than Derek. You know, I'm not going to go throw a win total out there. But, you know, I see us finishing somewhere 11th or 12th in the Big Ten. Um, you know, I don't think we'll have as good a season as we did this year. I, I think you look at Tim Miles' first year at Nebraska. He went 15-18. and 18. Um I, I would expect probably a little bit similar results there. Um, you know, a little bit below 500, maybe a little bit worse. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what I'm expecting for year one. 
I kind of think that we're going to be an NIT team. I, I think that they're going to get some guys in, the transfers to come in. They're going to have enough playmakers just to get it done. Well, this is all dependent upon Roby. If Roby comes back, I think NIT is uh, within reason. I think we can get there. If these guys are as great recruiters as everybody says they are, then we're going to get hit that grad transfer market or whatever. Uh, I see NIT. Derek? I was just gonna. I was just gonna call, basically call you an irrational fan already. I guess and so the irrational fan could say that they expect to be sixteen and sixteen because that's what we did at Ohio State. But that's what you're gonna need to be an NIT team. So I guess you're you're there. I, I just yeah, don't see. I, I, I don't. I, I honestly, guys, I don't see Roby coming back. I, like I've seen a lot of people saying he could be a second rounder, and if he could be a second rounder, what's his incentive to come back here? To be a first rounder. Yeah. He's not going to be a first Big rounder. Man. First off, second off, even if he, even if the, there was a possibility he could move up the one round, why are you going to risk maybe dropping a round? Because who knows what this season's going to bring? Because the whole, the whole, the whole team, would, the weight of the whole team would be on his shoulders. He would have to be the one star that we have. Yeah, but Derek, I disagree. I I see him coming back. I you know I've heard the second round talk a little bit. I honestly don't see it. I don't think he'll be drafted. Um, you look at some of the Nebraska players we've had lately. I mean, I I just I don't think he stacks up. I think he, you know he's a bigger guy that has a g- decent jump shot, which definitely translates to modern day NBA. But I I mean I think that he him coming back would really serve him. Um, playing for a guy that's got the NBA pedigree, even a very unsuccessful one. I, I, I think him coming back and getting one more year probably gets him secured in the NBA draft. Um, I, I, I'm opposite. I think he is coming back. And that, and I will preference, I don't think we'll win 10 games if he's not on this roster. I thought it was interesting that Roby was there at the press conference. And so, I mean, if, he, if he's interested enough to go to the press conference, then maybe there is a little bit of hope that he may stick around. I mean, it, it's not like he was disinterested and it, like his mind is made up. His mind isn't made up. So uh, I'm holding out for hope. Uh, Tyler, so, okay, we talked about this year. Let's say three or four years from now. What do you expect out of this program under Fred Hoiberg? Yeah, I... You know, it's one of those things. I think it's going to be a slower build than a lot of people like to see. Um, you know, so you go three or four years down the road. If we make the tournament a couple of times and we win a game, that that would be about my expectations. You know, I think he's got a seven-year contract. I think you look over that length of the contract, you get three tournaments and maybe a sweet 16. That's probably what I would expect, and I'd be pretty happy with that. Derek? I I think you need to at least make the tournament by then. I, I don't know if I quite were Tyler that where you have to win a tournament game by then. But in three years, you at least need to make the tournament. But look, I, I think that's what I'm saying. Everybody think needs to slow down just a little bit and let this guy build something before we just start saying he's going to be the greatest coach ever. Like we've only made the tournament what seven times. Like you can't expect this guy to do it three times in four years in his first four years here. So. I, I don't know. I guess to me, you better—you at least need to make the tournament. So, like moving forward after that, you know, after that three or four years, isn't the expectation that 
he should make the tournament every single year after the three or four year mark. I mean, isn't that the expectation? I don't know if it's every single year, but it needs to be more often than not. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I mean, like, if you look at, you know, him, let's say, let's say over the next couple of years, he probably misses the tournament in the next two years. And then, you know, he makes it the next two years. I, I think you got to look at the second, the last five years and probably making it three out of five times. And, you know, and then you look after that contract, that's when you start looking at, okay, well, Nebraska becoming the perennial tournament team, you know, maybe eventually making a elite eight run. Again, I, I'm not, I don't know if I will ever see a Nebraska final four team in my lifetime. I just, I'm not there yet. Go ahead. Doug. Okay. So let me ask you this. Uh, Cal, uh, well, if we're going to make it an elite eight, do you see this guy getting a Calipari uh, contract, a lifetime contract? Because he would be, and he says this is his, wants to be his last stop. So would you would you see Nebraska throwing a lifetime contract to this guy if he made an Elite Eight? Yeah, I mean, why not? You offer it. I mean, look, here's the thing. You know, he says he wants this to be his last stop. Do you guys really believe this? Not really. I, mean, I think I think if, I think if an NBA job jumps open, he'd probably jump ship as soon as he could. But you know what? Even if he has success here, you know, some of these uh, guys of the Blue Blood programs, you know, Duke, uh, Kansas, you know, Michigan State, you know what? These guys, they're going to be looking for some head coaches here within the next five, ten years, right? I mean, if if Hoiberg finds success, he's going to get poached. And you know what? That's fine, because if he has that much success where he is going to get poached from there, then – he just set the table up for somebody else to come in and uh, take over. I mean, so I'm not overly worried, but I I don't see him staying here lifetime. Oh, absolutely not. Not as young as he is either. I mean, it's not like he's a Mike Riley guy who's like already in his 60s going, yeah, I just want one more ride. I mean, the guy's, what, 46 yeah. years old? He's got a lot of coaching yeah. career left. To, to say that this is going to be his last stop, I think – it was probably a little premature for him to say that, even in the press conference. I understand you want to make everybody happy, but let's be realistic. Well, yeah. let me ask you this. He's about the same age as Scott Frost. I mean, do you guys expect Scott Frost to ever coach anywhere else but Nebraska? I think that's different, yeah. though. Scott Frost is a Husker. He is a born and bred Husker. This guy's an Iowa State Cyclone. He's not a Husker. I mean, he, he may have been born in Lincoln. He may have rooted for Husker football, or at least he claims he does, did. But he was an Iowa State guy. Like he, he grew up in Ames. So I don't think he's I don't think he feels obligated to stay here the way maybe Frost does. Yeah, I, I I'm this I'm with Derek on this one. I, I don't know. I mean his grandfather was a coach here. Um you know, his he has he has serious ties here. I mean, you could argue it's not the same as Scott Frost, but I mean, you're you're only a couple degrees off of that. I mean, I, I think he's got serious ties. Um, you know, I don't. Know, and you talk about jobs like Duke opening up. I mean, do you want to be the guy that follows Coach K? I mean, no, you don't want to be that guy. I mean, so I, I just I think you look at these blue blood programs. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Michigan State, when Izzo retires, is going to be that appealing of a job for him to go. I, I just, 
I think if he has the success where he can get this team a perennial team, um, it would have to be a very special job for him. And I don't know what that job would look like. It's not Roy Williams going back to North Carolina. Like, it's not that. Well, look, I was just throwing those schools out there because, you know, they have aging coaches and they have a lot of success. It, I don't know where he would go, but I don't, I don't know. Not to knock on Nebraska, but that's not a destination school as far as coaching goes. Well, in okay, but, so no, but don't you think that if he wanted it, do you think he could have got that UCLA job? Wasn't he I mean, offered a lot that of people think, job? I, I don't know, I, I, but right I, I, now I that is a dumpster fire. I don't know who wants that job. That, 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 that athletic director is going to get fired over that situation. Seriously. Is that the same athletic he, he director is. from Tennessee? UCLA UCLA is probably one of the top 10 college basketball programs you could argue it's a top 5 college fo- uh, basketball program you know and I, I don't know May, you know maybe they didn't look at him maybe not but I, I just I, I'm a little bit different I think if he can have if he's having success I, I just question it it might be 10 12 15 years down the road before he goes down to college. It, I think if he jumps ship, it's going to be back to the NBA. I, I I think he did it once after a very short time in college. I think he likes that game and wants to see himself go there. I don't. I think if he leaves Nebraska, it's going to be for that NBA job. I just want to know. I want to know how much Tyler puked in his mouth when he talked about his grandpa Hoiberg, who uh, was the smartest man he had ever met, and then he moved to Iowa. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I moved to Iowa, so smart people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. Uh, there was some big news on the football front today as the Huskers received a commitment from four-star wide receiver Xavier Betts from Bellevue West. Tanner, what does Xavier Betts bring to the table? Well, it, I think the first thing that can't be understated is the absolute lock that this coaching staff has on in-state recruits. Um, you know, the, he's the number one recruit in the uh, state, and he's locked up before the spring game. Um, he also has the potential to be an elite wide receiver, and I think we're going to touch on that in a bit. But that's a position group that we desperately need. Um, he is among the best wide receivers in the country, so... You know, I think you look at what he can offer from that aspect in, in a position uh, group of need. Uh, that is a huge addition. You know, again, you look at this guy and what the coaching staff looks at. He's speed, 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 speed. Um, so you bring in the you lock up the Nebraska recruiting front uh, position of need, and you keep the speed motive. Uh, huge day for Nebraska and recruiting front. Derek, well, yeah, you look at you look at what twenty four composite has him uh, rated at. He's a point nine five. I mean, he's getting itching towards that five star kind of guy. He may end up being the, the high top. He may end up, yeah, I mean, he may end up being the top recruit of this class. And so, I, I, it's huge for for Frost to lock up that Omaha area because there seems to be right now. It seems to be a fairly hotbed. If if Omaha has ever been a hotbed, it's, it is right now for getting talent. Like they're getting high rate, rated recruits out of that out of that city. And he needs to keep him here because that city seems to be going more and more towards Iowa until Frost got back here. And so it's nice to see these local kids coming back to, towards Nebraska. And there's one more in, in there in that Xavier Watts. 
That's actually from Omaha Burke, where we picked up Henrik and uh, Chris Dickman. Uh, so hopefully, that between them three, hopefully they get talk him into coming around. He's just re- then he'll really own that Omaha area. Derek, you had said something interesting to me uh, today. You text me, and you thought it was interesting that a lot of these Nebraska kids now now they're getting these four stars where they weren't getting the four stars before. Tyler, what do, what what do you make out of that? That we're starting to get a lot bit more four stars in the state of Nebraska. Um, you know, I, I think there it. You know, I, I think I know where you're going on this, Justice. I'll let you get there. I, I don't make much of it. I may, maybe we had a little bit of a downslope, uh, you know, in, in the talent pool, and now it's kind of up there again. I, I don't know. I think for the future of Nebraska, you look at the in-state talent and what it means to the program. And when we're winning national championships in 97, you had 10 starters from the state of Nebraska. I, I think if Nebraska's ever going to get back to that level – it's got to get these in-state talent that can be contributors. And the fact that we're getting these high recruits, is definitely a huge flag that, you know, there is that type of talent in Nebraska coming through right now. So it, it's, it's a huge win for us. So is this a terrible theory to have? Uh, now that Nebraska is actually interested in its in-state recruits and they're recruiting them hard, do you think there's anything to you know anything to that? Why these guys are you know getting rated a little bit extra? Where maybe in years past, you know, recruiting services were like hell. Even their home state schools, they don't even want these guys. So how great are they? You know, is that just a conspiracy on my part, or is there any truth? You know, I, I, no, I don't think there is anything to your conspiracy. I, I think I think it was just that the higher rated recruits weren't coming to Nebraska. So I think as Nebraska fans, we didn't pay attention. But you know, you had that uh, offensive lineman that went to Stanford a few years back. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, he was probably close to a four star. You had Noah Fant, who's now going to be probably a first round draft pick. That that snuck out of Nebraska that we couldn't pick up. I, th- I think they've kind of been here. They just haven't been sticking around. Tyler, yeah, I think you're a dumbass, Justin. I I, I don't know <laughs> by anything on that. I, I mean, I, to, well, to say to say that Nebraska is like the fact that now Nebraska is offering these kids is the reason why you see a four and a half star. I I mean, I love to believe that we'd have that swing if if Alabama offered him. And all of a sudden you saw his ratings shoot up. That might be different. But I don't believe that Nebraska offering a kid is the reason why their needles are moving like this. Okay. I don't know. It it just seems seems like – go ahead. That Xavier Watts, he's got uh, visits set up for Notre Dame, Michigan, and a couple other really good schools. So we might be in a battle to get him. So, I mean, I I think the the talent was there. I just – I think Tyler's right. I think maybe there was a few years where it was kind of lacking a little bit. But anyway, I, th- I think a lot of it was just we weren't picking this talent up. You know, even Drew well, Ott. And, like, Drew Ott, maybe, and maybe he, he was never recruited very well. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They, these guys weren't recruit, recruited heavily at Nebraska, so they're going elsewhere. And so it's like the recruiter service is like – I don't know. I'm, I'm with Nebraska Tyler on that. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think the national recruiting services are going. Oh man, Nebraska's offering these kids. We better bump them up to a four star. No, no. I'm, I'm, We're not Alabama. I'm, not yet. No. 
All right. Well, uh, let's move on. Uh, I kind of want to stick with the football and the wide receivers topic here. Uh, Troy Walters, he said something interesting about the wide receivers in the press conference after practice on Monday. Uh, he had a question. He was talking about the receivers. And he said that he had told his guys that uh, you know they have six practices to show what they can do. And he goes on to say, some of you have been here a long time. If you can't do what we're asking, then we've got to move on. We've got some incoming guys, some incoming freshmen. If we have to go out and find a grad transfer, we'll do what we have to do. So, Derek, what do you make out of that statement there? You know, for, first off, this seems like one of those empty threats that we probably got from our coaches. And I know I we used to get in the Army, Justin. I'm sure you heard this conversation a few times. You know, if you're, if you're not doing your job, we'll find somebody else to do it for you. You know, it, it was just it, it was a motivational tactic. I, I'm hoping that's all it is. Because you look at what that wide receiver room has, and we got Jamie Nance already there and Wondell Robinson. And if these guys aren't doing it along with the others, it's, I I don't know, there's something a little scary there. Especially with as much talk as has been going on with uh, Andre Hunt right now. Uh, You know, he's getting a lot of big talk. I've seen he was correcting Mike Williams the other day on where he was supposed to be. So, (laughs) if if the the, the redshirt freshman... If the redshirt freshman's fixing where the where the where the senior is supposed to be, I mean he's doing something right, I guess. Well, it definitely sounds like it was towards the older guys. Tyler, your thoughts? You know, I think I, I'm a little bit different. This I, I've been saying for a little while. I'm really concerned about this wide receiver group. Um, you know, I, I'm not confident in where they are. I think that, you know, you look at the last couple of years, we've had two wide receivers for two straight years, and now we're down to one proven wide receiver. Um, I, I'm not confident that this group is going to be an explosive group. So I think that shot was a little bit real. I think that he is saying these guys, it's time. It's time to step it up, or I need to go different routes on this because. We can't go into another season and J.D. Spielman being our only wide receiver that can go over 300 yards. Like, we can't, we won't win. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point. I mean, if you look at our uh, returning wide receivers, and look, we that was one of our complaints last year uh, throughout the season. We wanted to see a little bit more rotation at the wide receiver, and then as time went on, we kind of thought, like, well, shit, maybe none of these guys, maybe these guys at wide receiver, maybe they're not ready to play. And it almost seems like it's a continuation from there, especially with these, these older guys, guys that we thought were going to be big-time contributors. And so I, I don't think this is an empty threat. May, I, hopefully he's challenging them, but I don't see it as an empty threat. Uh, Derek, let me ask you guys this. The one guy that I, I think just really bugs me is is Javon McQuitty that bad? And, do, and and if he is, do you guys see him transferring? Like, there's no talk of him this this spring. That's a good point. I was just going to ask you that. I was like, are they talking about him? I I don't hear anything. I've heard much. nothing about Javon McQuitty. Kind of, it kind of makes me wonder if no. after spring you don't end up losing that guy. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, where, where is he going to go at this point? I mean, that's a, always a question. I mean, you Colorado know, he's State. at the point. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, Fort Collins is beautiful. I love it. But, yeah, I you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if we can read too much in that. I'm excited to see what he can do in the spring game. 
see what he can do. Um, I don't know if I was buying into him being a massive contributor, um, but you know, would he be a nice guy to get in that six, seven wide receiver rotation? That'd be pretty, you know, I think he is a body that you really are expecting. And the, you know, the one thing I will say is remember, we still have two pretty good wide receivers coming over the summer, um, that can add more competition who I expect, who I kind of got razzed a little bit by saying, I expect both of them to play this year. Um, I I remember you both thinking I was a little crazy for that and maybe I'll be wrong, but Maybe this time I'll be right, but I think Darian Chase and uh, Houston coming in could both be contributors, and um, that, that I think that'll be part of the vision of the coaches, what these next couple freshmen do. So we're going to have our spring game preview next week, where we're going to be talking about a lot of these items. Uh, you know, We'll be talking about the wide receivers again, so I hope we didn't waste too much material tonight. Uh, Derek, did you have anything else you want to say before we move on to last call? Uh, no, go ahead. All right. Well, uh, yeah, again, next week is going to be a fun episode. Spring game preview, uh, spring games right around the corner, guys. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, spring always just flies by, but, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, Derek, last call to you. Oh, I love my last call this week because I get to make fun of LeBron James. His team sucks so bad he's quitting on the season and he's going to make his crappy-ass Space Jams 2 movie. (laughs) Just another reason he's trying to be like Jordan. Just go lay down. Nobody cares about what you're doing. (laughs) Go away. I'm tired of this guy. I'm tired of hearing about him. Oh, just go away, LeBron. Tyler. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to Space Jam 2, but I get why he shut it down. Um, he, he's saving it for one last run, and I don't know if he's going to get it, but uh, that, that's what he's saving it for. Well, I'm glad that they didn't make the playoffs because I just couldn't stand the Lakers. You know, you guys know me. I've, I've always been a LeBron fan. Uh, you guys ribbed me for being a LeBron fan, but I just can't bring myself group for the Lakers. Fortunately, I don't have to worry about them playing in the playoffs because they suck. As far as him shutting it down, golly, might as well. I mean, what else is he going to do? I mean, it's it's nothing. Uh, last call to you, Tyler. My last call is to Major League Baseball. Um, opening day was last week, and one of uh, you know one of Derek's favorite sports. I, I think opening day baseball and opening part of baseball season is some of the most exciting time of the year. So I got to ask you guys. Who do you got in the World Series? Derek, I'll let you go first. I tell you what, I think uh, right now I think the Brew Crew is the team to beat. These guys are good, boys. Uh, Yelich, that kid, he is just phenomenal. He may win MVP two years in a row, and I don't know when the last time a baseball player has done that. Uh on the American League side, I'm leaning towards maybe Cleveland or Houston. I think both those two teams are playing real well. They both have a lot of talent. I'll say Cleveland because I'd rather see Cleveland than Houston, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right with that Houston pick. That Houston pick seems pretty uh, solid with uh, there in the American League. God, I don't, I don't know about the National League. I know who it's not going to be, though. It's not going to be our Cubs, Derek. Our Cubs suck. It's early. We've only played four games. Pitching sucks, but as far as guys that 
teams that's going to make it in there. I don't know. Yeah, I Milwaukee. That's that's a great pick. It's not going to be the Cubs or Cardinals. What's your pick, Tyler? Well, I'm going to go with the Cardinals uh, oh because they just won again tonight, and I'm right with the Cubs because they also just lost tonight. Um, sucks to be Cubs fans right now, but I, I like your Indians pick. Uh, but you know, the Brewer crew are going to be tough to beat, so I'm going to go with Cardinals, Indians, but Brewers could be an outside shot. All right, last call to me, and my last call goes out to the final four. Uh, tread tread soft, tread lightly here, Tyler, because uh, Savannah on Twitter will get you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, you kind of said it was a boring-ass uh tournament there in the beginning there tyler but here we get to the final four only one one seed made it five auburn against one virginia three texas tech against number two seed in michigan state what a crazy final four after duke lost everybody's bracket was busted and knowing that that's why i took virginia to win it all and looks like i might win our bracket this year guys you guys jealous of me no, I won last year. <laughs> I think I won it the year before that. But, Justin, I, I, I don't think I will ever be jealous of you. So uh, keep dreaming on that one. Let, let me just say this. I probably won't even watch the Final Four. I, this, this, these four teams do not intrigue me at all. What? V- Virginia plays boring basketball. I'm sorry. I hate Texas Tech because their fans suck. Yeah, I agree. Barkley uh, makes you hate Auburn. I've always hated Michigan State. And, and yeah, Auburn is SEC, so i got to hate them. I mean, come on. So, Derek, if you had to pick, who are you rooting for to win this Final Four? Who are you rooting for right now? Oh, I, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe Virginia, just because they're the lesser of all the evils. <laughs> Tyler, who are you rooting for out of here? Michigan State. I hate Michigan State. I, I, I will ride, I will ride I with Michigan State. I hate their ugly-ass green. I hate both their coaches. And I hate their football team. And their football team makes me hate their basketball team even more. The only good thing that ever came out of Michigan State was Draymond Green. God, you're so hateful, Derek. You know, chill out, man. Be a better person. Magic. You'll live longer. All right, no, guys. No, fun no Magic Johnson love? No, I hate Magic Johnson. <laughs> I'm shocked. Derek I'm a Larry Bird fan. Get over it. <laughs> They're All friends right. now. Why can't you be? <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Uh, be sure to follow the Husker Cast cast. What are we? What are we? The Husker Cuz cast? That's hard. <laughs> All right. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker Cuz cast. Like us on Facebook. Our episodes can be found everywhere to include Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. We appreciate any and all feedback, and please share our episodes. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red.